oh shit, life is messy. Waves go up and down. Sometimes it can feel like you're sitting in the midst of a tornado, in the actual eye of the storm. When I first started on this journey, I spoke with a woman named Heidi, who had breast cancer 10 years ago. When I asked if she had any advice to make this a smoother process, she said, Allow all of it and forgive everyone quickly. Forgive everyone quickly. I can't say I'm the type to harbor deep resentments, or at least I never thought of myself as the type of person to harbor deep-seated anger and resentment. And yet, I could hear her words swimming throughout my body. Allow all of it and forgive everyone quickly. So who did I need to forgive? When something nags at me internally, I can't let it go. Like a detective in the night with one flashlight. I was committed to uncovering whatever it was that was linked to forgiveness. Okay, so if this is your first time listening to me and my story, I'm not new to the woo. I find comfort and a source of knowledge and ease in the ethereal world that swims amongst us on our planet Earth. So I booked an appointment with a woman who bills herself as a medical intuitive. Medical intuitives help you to identify things in your past that can be impacting your physical and mental state. What's really strange about going through a life-altering experience like breast cancer is that suddenly you become acutely aware of what is causing you to feel mental and physical pain. You start to dig deeper into yourself in a way you never have before. I did not share anything about my condition and just let her speak. It was interesting because she immediately told me, when you were little, you didn't feel you were heard, and the women that came before you were never heard. Now, my day job is a voiceover actor. So I found the idea of not being heard sort of funny. Yet at the same time, I felt a lump emerge in my throat because there was a truth to what she was saying. What came up for me when she said this was something that happened when I was first diagnosed with breast cancer. I asked my mom and her cousins to share stories about my great aunties. They were the life of my Ukrainian family. Only one cousin wrote a story. And it wasn't even about my aunties. It was about their mother. As this intuitive spoke, I realized that as crazy and creative as my aunties were in life, their voices were never heard. It was as if a light switch had been turned on. And I began sobbing uncontrollably. Not only for the times I felt dismissed and not heard as a child, but for all the women who came before me that had it worse than I did, cornegated, taken advantage of, and subjected to mistreatment and abuse. 
This intuitive suggested that I put pictures of my aunties so that I could affirm out loud as I looked at the photos. I recognize and acknowledge old hurts, wounds, and times I was taken advantage of, and all the women in our family's past, present, and future that have felt this way. I guess in a way, this podcast is my way of forgiving anyone in my past who has not allowed me or the women before me to have a voice. I'm reclaiming that voice and telling my story for myself and for all the other women in my family who've never had the chance to feel the power of telling their story. Allowing all of it is both the hardest and the easiest, depending on the day, time, and situation. One minute I feel grounded, present, and connected, and the next, I'm terrified and crying my eyes out. I have no control over when the tears are going to come. They sometimes just pour down my cheeks as I walk to and from appointments. At my most recent treatment, I was bawling as soon as the oncologist walked in. I explained to her that I was feeling like I was losing my mind. She explained that the chemo had pushed my body into menopause. Well, that would have been nice to know ahead of time. I find that Sloan, where I'm getting treated, it, it's just amazing. It really is. With a the science, they've got that. But they have a harder time with the human aspect. I know they have this reputation of being millish, like a puppy mill. Overall, I'm happy with everyone. But there are moments where I find it hard to forgive quickly. I have to let go when friends think they're being helpful by saying things like, you have cancer, eat and do whatever you want. Or, well, at least you don't have pancreatic cancer, that's deadly. That said, if these tidal waves of emotions hit me, I'm talking tsunami-sized emotions, if they take hold in front of anyone but the social workers at Sloan, I'm often asked if I've seen the psychiatrist on staff. Now, I can't be the only breast cancer patient that's emotional in front of medical staff, can I? The inner defiant in me just wants to cry and scream more when I sense someone is uncomfortable with my emotions. I don't know, though. Well, not all the time. For the most part, I save the cray-cray crying and screaming for when I'm home alone with the shower running, letting the water run over my body, which is no longer recognizable. I took a bath the other night, and out of the corner of my eye, I was taken back. My long blonde hair that used to flow next to me in the tub is no longer. It seems so silly to be sad over hair. And I know it's not the hair that I'm grieving. I'm grieving the naive, almost innocent and carefree middle-aged woman I was. She's gone, and I'm still getting to know the Tina that's emerging which is interesting when you're trying to create some sort of normalcy for yourself and your family. The idea of going back to normal means you go back to your old ways and your old self. But how do you do that when you feel like someone else? 
I'm Tina Zaremba. I'm searching for strength, grace, and trust. You've been listening to Chemo Stories. <laughs>